I'm Erin Holt, and this is the Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we lean into intuitive functional medicine. We look at how diet, our environment, our emotions, and our beliefs all affect our physical health. This podcast is your full-bodied, well-rounded resource. I've got over a decade of clinical experience, and because of that, I've got a major bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model. They're both failing so many of us. But functional medicine isn't the panacea that it's made out to be either. We've got some work to do, and that's why creating a new model is my life's work. I believe in the ripple effect, so I founded the Functional Nutrition Academy, a school and mentorship for practitioners who want to do the same. This show is for you if you're looking for new ways of thinking about your health and you're ready to be an active participant in your own healing. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. I would love for you to follow the show, rate, review, and share because you never know whose life you might change. And of course, keep coming back for more. Hello, my friends. Today's episode is sponsored by the Functional Nutrition Collective. That's right. I'm sponsoring my own damn show today. How do you like them apples? The Functional Nutrition Collective is an annual subscription education portal and holistic health community to completely revitalize your health for real this time. And in today's episode, you're going to hear exactly what I mean by that. The collective gives you access to all of my functional nutrition and functional medicine programs. Literally thousands of people have gone through these systems as a way to improve their health and their spirit and, you know, just like their overall vibe. Now, every month in the collective, there are multiple live classes in addition to all of the programs. And every month we include a mind-body medicine class. Now, I wanted to teach the very first one just as a way to open up the collective. So that's what I did a couple of weeks ago. I just wanted to see faces. I wanted to connect with the people. I love podcasting. It's wonderful. But there's a difference between me just speaking into a mic and trusting that you're receiving that somewhere on the other end and actually being in circle with people in a room, even if it's a virtual room, seeing faces, being able to interact in a chat. It's just real magic. If you're a podcast listener that wants some of that, the collective is for you. I landed in that class and I was just like, ah, this must be the place. It just felt so good. So today's episode, what I'm sharing with you is actually a part of that class that I taught to the collective a couple weeks back. Now, this isn't going to be a regular thing because these classes really are exclusive to the collective, but we just cultivated such good energy in that group that I wanted to share it with you here. And honestly, this isn't even the whole class because I'm not sharing the breathwork part with you that does remain in the collective. But if you join the collective, because it's a rolling... Um, it's a rolling enrollment. That's not what I mean to say. It's an open enrollment. We're not shutting down enrollment. So you can join at any time. And when you do, you'll get access to the actual breathwork class that I taught. Um, other breathwork classes, we're building out a library and then all of the upcoming mind-body medicine classes as well. So like I said, I just felt called to share this one because we we really juiced it up. And I feel like... <laughs> 
feel like a lot of people need to hear this. My hope is that this is a little bit of a gentle kick in the pants for those that need it. You'll hear me say in this class, we are setting a new standard for ourselves and the collective exists to hold that frequency. So I really hope you feel that in today's episode. If you are listening in real time, um, I'm teaching another workshop in two days on Thursday. So that's January 25th, where science meets the sacred. We're going to get in even deeper into some of the concepts that I talk about in today's episode and um, a lot more. And then next month, February 7th, we have um, one of my personal healers teaching the mind-body medicine class on evolutionary astrology. I've been working with her for over a year now, and she's amazing. So if you join, you'll get access to that class and you can attend live. So today, today we're sharing a little sneaky peek and I talk about the different energies between 2003 and 2004. I'm going to give you some manifestation 101 tips, including how to train your mind to get more of what you want and how your circle, the people that you spend time with, your environment influences your beliefs. So choose wisely. Towards the end, I'm going to talk about breathwork and why I use it, not just for a tool for for my mental, emotional, and energetic body, but also as a way to really charge up, uh, supercharge my intentions and, and my manifestations. So I hope you enjoy today's show. New Year's is kind of what I want to focus on. We're still in that New Year's energy, and I would love to hear in the chat New Year's, like New Year's goals, intentions, all that kind of stuff. Are you into it or are you over it? Like you're like, oh, New Year's over it. Or like, I love a New Year's. Um, curious little temperature check where we're at. Winter's for rest. <laughs> okay. So there's a fair amount of people who are into it. Michaela, not so much. Mixed feelings for Kate. Okay. Over it from Janelle. So... I, I personally, I love a new beginning. I have a tattoo on the back of my neck when I think it was like 20 or 21 when I got this one and it's a symbol for new beginnings. So I have loved a new beginning for a long time. I am like the master of reinventing myself. I love a new moon, which by the way, new moon tomorrow. So we're like really kind of in that new moon initiation creation energy right now. Um, a new day, a new dawn, new breath. That's what we're going to do today with the breath work. I love it all. I view every new uh, situation as an opportunity. So I personally love it, but I also kind of get that, you know, people are over it a little bit. So hopefully we can ignite some excitement into the group tonight. Um, I'm curious because I did a new year's breath work last year um, at the beginning of 2023 type a seven in the chat. If you happen to be in that class, it was a really big group. I think we had over a hundred people in the group. So I'm curious if any of you, okay. So we have, okay. We have some repeat customers. Cool. Um, now I'm going to, I was looking through my notes cause I always keep a lot of notes 
to keep me on track with stuff. And a lot of what I talked about at the start of 2023 was the fact that it was a seven year, it was a chariot year. So 2023 was all about initiation. It was all about transformation and rebirth, like shedding of skins, letting go of things that no longer fit, letting go of aspects of our own identity that no longer fit, letting go of certain ways of thinking or viewing the world that just no longer resonate with us. It was kind of like, you know, all this stuff sounds like really nice in theory, but in practice this year put a lot of us through the ringer. It was one of those years that forced us to get really honest with ourselves and to kind of hold ourselves accountable. Like, hey, that thing that you're, you say you want to create, that thing you say you want to do, that person that you're saying you want to become, this is actually what needs to be looked at and moved through in order for you to get here. These are the things that actually need to be cleared out and scrubbed away before you step into that version of yourself. Um, there were a lot of relationships that fell away that were no longer in alignment or dynamics shifting and changing and rearranging within relationships. And I'm curious if put a one in the chat, if that happened for you at all, especially towards the, the second half of the year, like just relationships kind of falling apart, people falling out of your life or just dynamic shifting. Okay. So a lot of ones. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom user, the nameless Zoom user, a lot of ones. So totally. And also the people uh, the right people coming in totally. That's kind of the thing with like clearing things out is it does create the space for the aligned things to come in, which is a beautiful thing. Not so much when things are falling apart, but when they're dropping back in, that feels good. <laughs> so there was a really big clearing that happened, especially the second half of the year. And this year was all about going inward. So we could meet ourselves in that honest place we could get honest with ourselves about what we've really outgrown. Uh, this year was all about the inner journey, inner healing, inner work. It was a lot of reflection, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of self-honesty. Like I said, it may have felt challenging in parts, but it's the type of challenge that when you rise to the occasion and you meet the challenge head on, it produces growth on the other side. So let me know if that resonates with you guys for this past year too. Because the good news about a lot of this is that 2024, the year that we're stepping into, is an eight year. So this is the growth on the other side. Um, a lot of the collective themes of this year are about stepping into your power and owning your power. And, you know, it's kind of like a cliche and, and cheesy thing to say a little bit at this point. But when you do step into your power, it's a really good feeling. In order to do that though, in order to truly step into your power, you have to scrub away everything that is holding us back from stepping into our power. So if last year did feel challenging for people, if you felt like you were really like putting in the work and meeting yourself time and time and time again, then well done to you because this is the year that we continue. We kind of like receive the fruits of our labor this year a little bit. And this is the year that we continue to, we, we continue with the work that we started last year. We continue to take responsibility for our own actions and for our own results. It's definitely another consciousness raising year 
where we understand that if we don't like the world that we're living in, it's actually our responsibility to change it. We get to be the change. We're not waiting for the world to change so that we can. We take responsibility for us. We take responsibility for our internal experience and we watch our external experience shift and change and rearrange too as a byproduct of that. So again, if you felt like last year you put in the work, great. You're going to see some pretty profound shifts this year. And if you didn't put in the work last year, it's okay. You know, it's a new year. It's a new opportunity. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. We're good. Um, this is so much of what, uh, if you've heard me talk about this new health paradigm that we're building, so much of it is about taking responsibility. It's like kind of like an upgrade to our operating system is the way that I see it. And a lot of people, especially lately, a lot of people have been asking me like, how do I start manifesting? I'm interested in manifesting. I hear all this stuff about manifesting. How do I actually start doing it? This is it. This exactly is it. You recognize that you are responsible for your own experience. And then you get to ask yourself, what experience do I want to have? So the first step is recognizing, gosh, I have a lot more power than I thought. This is the year we step into our power because we've scrubbed away the things that kind of have stood in the way. This is the year that we step into our power. We recognize, gosh, I have a lot more power than I thought. And then we get to ask ourselves, what experience do I want to have? And it doesn't mean that we bypass where we're at. It doesn't mean that suffering isn't real and our own suffering isn't real. It just means that we get the opportunity to ask, how do I want to feel instead? If I don't like where I'm at right now, if I don't like how I feel right now, how would I rather feel instead? And when we do this, I'm sure many of you have heard me talk about the RAS in the past, our reticular activating system. It's part of the brain that's kind of like a filtration system for what we see, what we hear, what we bring in. We can't, we, we would like be like system overload, total overwhelm if we just put like we're conscious of all the inputs coming in all of the time. So we need a way to kind of uh, filter out what information comes in. So we're really only taking in a very, very small fraction of what is available to us. That's by design, you know, like that's so we don't like lose our minds. Um, so it's a great system as long as it's working for you. And um, I'm going to share... I'm going to share a Tony Robbins quote. I feel kind of silly doing this, but it's a really, really, really good quote. So even if you don't like Tony Robbins, you can I at least admit this is a good quote. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Hmm. So the mind can only give you an answer as good as the question that you're asking. So when I say, how would I rather feel instead? It's a really powerful question. When we find ourselves in a moment of like, this sucks. This isn't what I expected. This isn't what I signed up for. Great. You can honor that. You can meet yourself exactly where you are. And you get the opportunity to say, hmm, what would I rather see instead? What would I rather experience? What do I, what would, what would I prefer this reality to look like? And we want to open up questions to new insights, to new ideas, to new pathways, to new clarity, to new ways of manifesting, new ways of calling 
in things. And so the type of questions we ask directs the RAS, directs the mind, directs that filtering system, and it helps us to filter in new ways of seeing things and new ways of being. It tells the brain, this is important, start searching for this. So when we're setting goals, whether it's the beginning of the year or somewhere down the road, I'm sure that there's somebody listening to this recording six months from now, seven months from now. It doesn't have to be the beginning of the new year. Anytime you're setting goals, anytime you're setting intentions, anytime you're trying to manifest and call in stuff, this works. When we're setting goals, it's not just about what do I need to do in order to accomplish this goal, which is where many of us go. Like, what do I need to do? to accomplish this goal. It's more about who do I need to become in order to do the things that I need to, to accomplish this goal. Once I accomplish that thing, that thing that I want to do, that thing, that's my goal. Once I accomplish that thing, who will I be? What will I feel? What would I do? How would I behave? How would I interact with people? And then can you show up as that person now? Can you behave in that way now? So we're not waiting for the external thing to happen. We start embodying that person right now. So let's bring some of this like into the practical world. Is anyone here starting the new year with a specific goal or a specific intention? If so, share it into the chat if you feel comfortable doing it. I love sharing a goal because I think it like really juices it up. Like if I'm announcing a goal or an intention out loud, I just feel like I'm speaking it into reality. So if you do have a goal, set the goal. Intention is abundance. Okay, I love that. Hey, you know what? I like pulled two oils for tonight's call and abundance was one of the oils. So that's funny. Um elevation was the other one. Okay. Heal my gut in food sensitivities. Solid goal. All right. More work-life balance, more amusement, move my body every day, increase my energy, emotional, physical movement and love. My intention is to gain knowledge this year. I really want to build muscle and strength and eat for blood sugar and hormone balance release my trauma and get connected with myself, slowing down all aspects of life to heal my body and grow. So these are really beautiful, fantastic goals and intentions. So we're not just, we want to kind of reverse engineer it a little bit. And we want to ask ourselves the right questions. So the person that's living this out already, how do I, like, what is that person doing? And how is that person behaving? And how is that person talking? And what is that person wearing? And what is that person doing? Like, why do you want to get to the other side? And how does it feel once you're there? And we want to start embodying that. And the more we can embody that, the more the behaviors and the actions start to naturally unfold. And the behavior and the action is really important for sure. We can't just like, have a manifestation list and a manifestation journal and have all of our dreams come true. Action is what crystallizes the change. So we do need to bring it through to action. But if we don't start from the top, action usually fizzles out because it's required willpower. It requires willpower. We know that willpower is very finite. 
So the person that you are going to be in a year from now will depend on the choices that you make. It will depend on how you choose to take care of yourself. It will depend on the habits that you build and the habits that you stick with. It will depend on what you consume. So I'm talking about food. I'm also talking about media and other inputs. Uh, it will depend on the experiences that you have, what you say yes to, what you say no to, right? So that includes the boundaries that you set. I had somebody, a couple of people who joined the collective literally just to set boundaries. They're like, I just need to set better boundaries in my life. I'm in. Like, great. Awesome. Um, it will depend on the thoughts that you think. It will depend on the stories that you tell yourself. It will depend on the environment that you're in. It will depend on the people that you spend time with. So the collective that you joined is a 12 month commitment. And that is really by design because I know I've been around the block for a minute. I've run this business for 13 plus years. I know that I would get more signups without having a commitment, just like month to month, cancel anytime. That's how our one-to-one -one membership is. Cause I never want to lock somebody in. I'm just like, you do you, we're not going to lock you in. You come when you need us and you leave when you don't. This is a different story. I know that I would get more people, but the commitment matters because just letting people come and go as they please, that is not how we affect change with people. That is not how we get results. Here's the deal. This doesn't work if you cancel. This doesn't work if you quit. This doesn't work if you bail on yourself. So we're just going to pull that option right off the table for everybody right out of the gate. We're not quitting on ourselves. Not this year. It's an eight year. We're all in. Okay. And the collective is here to kind of hold that frequency, to hold that standard, to set that standard for ourselves and to hold the line for us when we get a little flaky and shaky. Because here's the deal, life is going to life. Things are going to come up. There's going to be obstacles thrown in your way. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. So the collective is here to like hold that steady line and hold that frequency. There are enough people in the world and most likely in your life that you can co-regulate with, or I should probably say co-disregulate with, around complaining, things are hard, fear, overwhelm, despair, powerlessness, victim consciousness. And we're going to get into that a little bit more in our workshop on the 25th, where um, I talk about where the science meets the sacred. Because the truth is, and I kind of, I kind of want to come out, uh, uh, come out of the gate with this. When you start to make positive changes in your life, it can be really disruptive for the people in your life. So much of our instinct and our drive is to stay part of the group. It's to stay part of the, the tribe. So if we have people in our life who are sending us messages saying that you being fully expressed, you being fully alive, you making choices to better yourself, you, you making choices for your own glow up is a problem for me. There is a tendency to want to continue to co-disregulate with that in order to keep the peace. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us are really just trying to keep the peace, not rock the boat, not ruffle any feathers. And so just pay attention to that be on the lookout for that, be aware of that. It's really, really common. 
And we know that it's so much easier to feed negative stories in limiting beliefs because we all have in our brains, all of us have a negativity bias. It's, you know, for survival purposes, it's there for a reason, not just to, you know, be a mean guy. Um, so most of us can like slip slide into negative limiting beliefs and stories, but we also have the ability to override that. And so we have to really look at who we're spending our time with. We have to look at who we're taking advice or information from. We have to look at who we're being influenced by, what messages we're taking in. We have to get really, really clear on this. Because when we're in circle with people who are contributing to our limiting beliefs in feeding those like sort of negative story loops or people who want to talk us out of our own greatness. This shuts down growth. This shuts down creativity. This shuts down new ideas. This shuts down inspiration. This shuts down manifestation. This shuts down new ways of thinking about things. And we cannot build a new world if we are committed to living in the old one. We can't not, we cannot build a new life if we're committed to living in the old one. We cannot live, uh, build a new body if we're committed to living in the old one. We cannot build a new framework of health if we're committed to living in the old way. So we want to be mindful of who we are co-regulating with. And the reality is, unfortunately, there are not as many people to co-regulate with at a more intentional and empowered place. So that's why the collective exists. That's what you just stepped into. That's why we're here. So well done you. The collective is designed to keep that momentum going, which is part of the reason I really want to have these live classes. So when we get off kilter, when we kind of get off, off our axis, which happens, because again, remember, life is going to be life. We have a way to pull us back on online. Okay. So again, kudos to all of you for being here. All right. So now I want to take, I can't believe it's already 25 minutes. I could just like talk for hours. I have no problem filling up time and space with, with my words. Okay. But I do want to take all of this and kind of pull it down and move it through our bodies. So just so I can get a little bit of a beat on where we're at in terms of breathwork experience, type a one in the chat. If you've never done breathwork with me before, if you're a first timer, type a one for first timer. Here's what to expect so you don't freak out. Um, what we're trying to do, because like what we talked about, and somebody said it right at the start of class, when we are, when we're trying to pull stuff in, it needs a space to land. And if we're like clouded up and cluttered up with all sorts of other stuff, it has no place to land. So we're like calling in our manifestations. Come on, I want you, I want you. But if we're like clogged up, there's no place for it to, to connect to. So we want to clear stuff out. We want to clear the space. We want to release and forgive the past. We want to let things go. And it makes new room for our new intentions to land. Now, this breath work, it's not like the calm, relaxing pranayama that you might do in a yoga class. It's not that. It is provocative by 
designed. This is not a comfortable cakewalk. It's an agitating experience because we're actually trying to bring stuff up to the surface so that we have the opportunity to release it. Whatever's trapped, whatever's buried, whatever's stuck, we're trying to bring it up. So that's a little bit of an uncomfortable experience. But then we get the opportunity to clear it out and to really release it through the breath. This is a somatic release practice. We are releasing things through the body. And like I said, at the start of class, every breath is an opportunity to begin again. Let it go and start anew. Let it go and start anew. We are breathing it's all through our mouth. It's in through our mouth and it's out through our mouth. So the mouth is open the whole time and we're breathing into our belly, into our heart, and then we're exhaling through our throat. That's why we want to keep the throat open. So this tracks the chakra system. If you're familiar with um, energy anatomy, this really follows the chakra system. So we're clearing the charge and we're clearing the densities on the energy centers that tend to be really blocked. So it's our womb space. Uh, our hips, like if you've ever done yoga class and they're like, the hips is the junk drawer of the body. I used to say that when I, when I taught yoga, we just like throw shit down there. We're like, I'm not going to process this today. It's going down there. It's like a storage receptacle for just stuff. Um, so we clear that out. We pull it up into the heart and so many of us have so many heart walls and mechanism, protection mechanisms like built around our heart. So we clear the charge and we clear the blockages out of our heart and then we clear it out of our throat. So every no that's never been expressed, every yes that's never been fully embodied, every truth that has never fully been told, it all lives here. Thyroid issues. <laughs> So we, we use the breath to really clear the charge and clear the density out of the throat chakra as well, our expression. Um, with this style of breath work, we're also stretching our capacity to sit in discomfort. Cause like I said, it's not a comfortable cakewalk. So this practice actually teaches you how not to bail on yourself. Like when the going gets tough, where do you go? Do you bail? Do you throw the peace sign? You're like, I'm out. Or do you sit with yourself during the discomfort? It's like, if you've done yoga, it's like holding the pose. You're in triangle pose. And then it's that second that you want to bail. You're like, I got to get out of here. You hold the, the, the pose for a breath longer, or maybe two breaths longer. And we know that real growth, real progress, real change happens just on the other side of, of your comfort level. So we have to get outside our comfort level just just a little bit, okay? And that's what we're practicing in a safe environment with the breath. It's also a great opportunity for you to watch your own reactions in your own patterns. When you put yourself, intentionally put yourself in an uncomfortable position, how do you react? Do you get really mad? Do you just wanna be done? Do you panic? You're like, oh my God, what's happening to my body? It really helps you map out how you respond to uncomfortable situations outside breath work in your life. So pay attention and watch what happens. You don't need to use it as an opportunity for judgment and self-flagellation. We're just watching gentle curiosity. And then this active breath work, it's giving the brain a task. So we are telling the brain what to do, which overrides the executive function of the brain. Sounds a little scary, especially for my control freaks out there. Um, however, it's a way to like drop into our intuition, the parts of the brain that aren't normally communicating with each other, start to communicate with each other. So this is how we open up to new pers perspectives, open up to new ideas, new things. 
new intentions, you know, new stuff to land. So that's why I love breath work. That's why I wanted to teach it really good stuff. Sit with the discomfort. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.